Welcome back to Out of Range. I'm Craig. I'm Laura. Your semi-regular show about all things diabetes. Real Real things, things, diabetes. diabetes. Never get it right. One of these days. We have something very special today. It's a crossover episode, (gasps) but it's a little confusing (laughs) because we have Laura and we also have my Aunt Laura from our other show, Thicker Than Water. Who is type one? Who has type one? We should have done nicknames. Well, I I figure we'll just call her Aunt Laura. And we'll call you Laura. Okay. Are you there, Aunt Laura? Yes, I'm here. Hello. So for people who haven't listened to Thicker Than Water, you were just diagnosed, what, just under three months ago with type 1? February. February. And Uh, yes, so it's been a little over, well, over three months. And And on the show, we document like you transitioning to this life of type 1 at 60 years old. Yes. And we went through a lot of uh, new things for me. But one of the things that wasn't so hard for me was uh, uh, figuring out counting the carbohydrates because I am a registered dietitian. Which we found is coming like very handy. Yeah, you have a huge advantage over other newly diagnosed Yes, I I realized that. And even I went to see a registered dietitian when I was diagnosed. You said that to your doctor, right? I want to see a registered yep. dietitian. And he said, why? Yeah, he said, yes. you are one. Did they teach you anything <laughs> valuable? Um, well, this is the thing. I, you know, I've been a registered dietitian for a long, long time, but I have not been a practicing dietitian. I've kept up my credentials and I'm still registered with, you know, so I could work as a registered dietitian. We have to do... Uh, school work and, you know, studying every five years, I have to do so many credits, mm-hmm. and then I could be re-registered. So I had done a lot of work when I first started in nursing homes, hospitals, I worked uh, with my local school system. So I've done a lot of stuff, but I haven't done a lot of diabetic counseling since uh, late 80s, early 90s. So a lot has changed since then. Yeah. And I just wanted to make sure that uh, I was still on track with the knowledge that I had. And if there was anything, uh, a a dietitian who was trained in diabetic counseling uh, could offer me with insights. But when I did go to see him, he was like, "Um, okay, you just ask me questions. (laughs) So (laughs) it Mm. basically was me just saying, okay, how about this? How about that? Because it used to be called, well, what are they called now? Exchanges, they were called. They used to be called exchange. Exchanges, yeah. And then, yeah. So I had to counsel everybody on exchanges, and now it's a little different. It's it's, now it's just the carbs. Now it's just yeah. It's more it's more detailed with the carbohydrate counting. So so we went through all of that, and uh, it's a lot different when you're on the other side of the table, being the patient instead of being the. I almost wonder if you'd be a better registered dietitian now for type ones having experienced it. I'm sure. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. I mean, I think, don't you find that when you meet people, if they're a doctor or a nurse, uh, yeah. you know, they, they have a different perspective. They than, get it in a different way. Right. So right. could you just give us the like three sentence elevator pitch of what a registered dietitian is? Because I'm guessing most people with type one have never seen a registered dietitian. I might've talked to someone when I was in the hospital, but I also was in no state to be talking to anyone as you remember. And and I've never seen one. I've seen you, but not as my (laughs) registered dietitian. Right. For counseling. Yeah. Uh, A registered dietitian usually has a, a bachelor of science, has a degree and you're majoring in dietetics and nutrition. Uh, then you go on to have an internship. And when I became a dietitian, instead of an internship, I worked and then I went back to school to get my master's degree. And my master's degree is in uh, counseling, but my emphasis was in geriatrics, which is, you know, seniors. Yeah. Uh, and then once I did those two things, then I took the test. You have to take a national test and I became a registered dietitian. And like I mentioned earlier, you have to, every five years, I'm required to do so much uh, training in order to keep up with my uh, license. 
So it's a lot it's of a lot work. of work. It's not just a nutritionist, which no, we talked about just, on last week's episode. Right. Yeah. I listened to that episode and <laughs> um, yes, it's easy to confuse the two, but a registered dietitian is who you want to see when you're dealing with um, any kind of health issue, uh, low, high blood pressure. Uh, they have dietitians in um, cancer centers dealing with cancer. What if you patients. were just trying to lose weight? Would you want to talk a dietitian, to a You would talk to a dietitian. When I worked here in the um, county facility when I first moved to my city I'm in, they uh, – that a lot of my work was working with people who were trying to lose weight. And really, it kind of was the same kind of diet plan or instruction that a diabetic would get. Because really, when you're trying to lose weight, you're doing the same thing. You're following a certain calorie right. level. Yeah. And you're, and you're deciding what foods you're going to eat within that calorie level. And what does a dietitian like know? Like, what do they tell you? Like, why go to a dietitian? Like, I know you have She's training. Laughing. I know. <laughs> You're trained in these things, but what are you trained okay, in? Correct. Like, what's someone going to get from talking to a registered dietitian that they're okay, not going to get from Google? A registered dietitian is going to have all the classes and all the training, that, like um, biochemistry, anatomy, uh, all, they're going to learn everything about every lab test that you're going to have in a hospital. They're going to know how to read the results. They're going to know how to um, look at whatever it is uh, you're dealing with medically and be able to tell you how to address that. You know, I, when I worked in the hospital, you have somebody who has a liver failure. You know, there's a lot of things they can't eat. if they're, So you have to know how to look at a chart what their levels are, and then often refer, you know, tell the doctor what you recommend as a diet for that patient. So this so all they kind of... have to know yeah. everything about anatomy. They have to know, you have to learn all about the diseases. You have yeah. to learn about, you know, labs and stuff. And disclaimer here, you know, any, anything we're talking about today is in general. We're not giving any advice. But to be honest with you, as a dietitian, the part I, I loved the most was instructing people. So the lab stuff and figuring out that that's just not my kind of thing. <laughs> so yeah. when I tended toward uh, working in hospitals where I uh, counseled people, you know, they came into me, the doctor had said, this is the diet I want you to instruct them on. They would have an hour with me, like diabetes, weight loss. Uh, they need low sodium diet. Uh, low-fat diet, low-cholesterol diet, then I would instruct them on how to do that in their lives. So to me, that's the part I really liked doing. And so when I worked with students, I was always trying to teach healthy nutrition because I think that's an important thing that we don't always learn in school. And that kind of gets us to why we're talking to you. <laughs> this kind of came to a head a few weeks ago when Laura was starting this program at her gym and you know it came with this nutritionist and they you know wanted you to hit these certain macros and all of this and you want to well, say what you thought well what? i don't know no i just no i think what it comes down to is i started going to this gym they offered this six-week challenge that just started now and it was like an extra couple hundred dollars and i was like craig james i'm gonna do this and craig's like what what are you paying extra two hundred dollars for and i'm like you get a one-on-one -on -one nutritionist and that's pretty much it because i, I already pay for unlimited classes so Craig just kind of started sending me links and information saying you don't need a nutritionist like you can find everything you need so I downloaded my fitness pal because I would love to lose weight. Here's what I guess here's the thing. I eat really, really healthy. Um, I healthy foods. Healthy foods. Mm -hmm. Yes. I eat very low carb. I eat mainly protein and vegetables for every meal. Um, I don't eat I don't eat fast food. I don't really eat junk food. But I don't my weight stays the same forever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so then I downloaded my fitness pal and it was the first time where even Craig was talking to me about macros. And it's really hard for me to wrap my head around because I actually found out by using my fitness pal, I actually under eat. And it, it, I don't think I've hit one day where I've, maybe there's been one day where I've gone over my calories, but I'm always like hundreds of calories under than what I'm supposed to be eating, like 500 calories under. 
but I eat all three meals and I'll even have snacks in the day. I don't know. I just can't hit that mark. But then what we were talking about when you were trying to figure out macros and, you know, this and that and not really knowing what's a macro and why it's important, I, we kind of thought that we should talk most to people probably don't know with type 1. No, because, you know, as you know, there's so much emphasis in type 1 of just carbs. Right. Because that's what our insulin's based on. Right. Oh, you're eating it's 30 all I grams look of carbs? At. I don't look at anything on a nutrition label besides yeah. carbohydrates. <laughs> and when you look at a plate, and right, just, you go to a restaurant, you think, okay, this is 60 grams of carbs. You don't think how many calories it is. You don't think how much protein's right. in it. And our, with our focus singularly on carbs and whether we want a lot or a little or just knowing what it is, we kind of forget that there's other things out there that are mm-hmm. probably important, right? Right. Like, like the other things are important, right? So we've got fat, protein, and carbs. Right. And they're all part of a healthy diet, I'm assuming. Yes. yes. So, so yeah, this macro thing is really hard for me. <laughs> it's really easy for me to put my food in my fitness pal and do the calories. But it's like, why don't and you the explain? Macro thing yeah. is, is related to doing weight training, right? See, I don't even really, I'm not that versed in it. So why don't you explain that, Craig? But even you know, for example, like, I'm, you know, for not, for the type ones who aren't like, going to a gym, lifting weights, doing that. But even you have texted me when you go low at night, you drink half a thing of apple juice, half a box of apple juice, and then you eat crackers and peanut butter. Right. So why, why would you eat crackers and peanut butter if you've already, (laughs) if you have juice, right? Like we learn like, oh, you eat glucose tabs and then you're fine. But that's not the case, right? Well, see, this is where it gets to be so... Difficult. That's why I'm frustrated that you two have been diabetics for so long and you've never been to see a dietitian. Maybe <laughs> I, I shouldn't think, have said that. Now I'm going to be in trouble the next well, I may, no, 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 no. I maybe have been to see one, but so long ago that I yeah, don't Yeah, well, that's what I'm remember. saying. I think, I think because, okay, the longer you, you eat, you're eating the way you, you were taught to eat, but... You were taught to eat this way long ago, okay? I mean, mm-hmm. over 10 years for both of you, right? Yeah. So I've even found, and I'm only in it three months, okay? Three and a half months, whatever. At the beginning, I was crazy. I was like making sure I, I you know, I We've measured heard. things with a measuring <laughs> cup. I made sure I read every single label. I calculated it. I wrote it all down. I thought about it. You and sound even, like Craig. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> but now, now I am a little more looser. I'm like, okay, I'm just going to say that's eight carbs. And, and that okay, just took you three months. I, yeah. And I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that. And I think sometimes when you don't, when you lose, you, you get overly confident. And it's not that you're, mm. you're wrong, but you need to go back and say, okay, look at my serving sizes. I, I may have mashed potatoes, but is it really a half a cup? And am I counting yeah. the carbs Back right? Back to the basics. It's the and same way I... we see an endocrinologist every three months <clears throat> because we kind of get a little loose of, oh, right. you know, I'm running a little high here. I'm running a little low there. And then when you see right. them, they kind of look at <clears throat> your chart and they say, eh, you should do something about this. And sometimes it takes someone else seeing that to like right. remind right. you that you can be doing something different. Correct. But, and, I, and, and look at the way, I mean, technically you should have seen a dietitian. When you, um, okay, if you're a teen when you got diagnosed, then when you became a young adult, your growth spurt stopped, Mm -hmm. okay, then whether or not you kept doing physical activity or stopped doing physical activity, then- So like milestones. Yeah, your activity changed. Okay, then you become older, and then maybe you become vegetarian. Maybe you decide you're going to, uh, like Craig does a lot of running, um, Maybe you decide, maybe you um, have a baby. Maybe you decide that I need to gain weight, lose weight. Doctor says I have high blood pressure. I need to worry about my heart. I mean, all of those things are something that a dietitian would be able to sit down with you and say, okay, you need to lose weight. You're diabetic or you want to lose weight. You're diabetic. 
let's look at what you eat and let's look at how much you eat every day and let's look at how we can handle. So I guess what you're saying, every single person would have different guidelines. There's no blanket dietitian advice. No. No. That you could give out to the no because everything community. Okay. What I would say, okay, it's just interesting, and I just sent Craig an article about. I just read about you know fa- intermittent fasting. Okay, yeah, and a lot the, of people do that. Right now, the most interesting part to me is I always read the comments, <laughs> and the comments oh, are the interesting part. No, because the comments show you that some people did it, love it still do it. Other people are like, don't like it, couldn't do it, didn't lose any weight. So it it really depends on the person. And, and you have to look at your lifestyle. You have to look at um, what your goals are. You have to look at what works for you in a daytime. I don't know if I could go that long without eating. I like to have my breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Need to, I, I have to eat as the second I yeah. wake up. So, but I do know it helps people to say, okay, I'm not going to eat anything after eight o'clock every night. You know, if you can have your dinner before that, then then at least you're not snacking. But mm. it depends on the person. I always asked um, people when I counseled them to bring in a two-week food diary so I could see what they were eating. And then you could really look at it and decide, okay, you can change this, you can change that, you can not eat so many snacks, you can eat, your, this is the way you've been eating. It's all intertwined. And then being a diabetic, you uh, type one diabetic, you get even more about the stress. So mm-hmm. the stress, you know, you, when I eat something, I can't necessarily, necessarily say it was because I, of something I ate if my blood sugar goes up. But Maybe it was and had nothing to do with the food I was eating. So you have all these things that you have to like think about. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, if you think of the three things that probably affect our blood sugar the most, I don't know, instantly, it's insulin, food, and exercise. And we really only see one person who covers insulin. We don't see dietitians regularly. We don't see trainers Mm -hmm. regularly. And those are really to have like a complete, I don't know, like healthcare team. Like we should be doing that. We shouldn't just see our endocrinologist every three months and then think we're good to go. Like we're just ignoring all these other important aspects right? to being healthy. And, you know, your endocrinologist, I know how much do they ask you about what you're eating? Zero. They don't. <laughs> <laughs> Has so, your endocrinologist asked you? So, Probably not. no. <laughs> yeah. No. No, they send you to a dietitian. And so if they send you to a dietitian. Well, when you're newly diagnosed, they do. Well, yeah. they you know, but I think what did I want to say? Okay, I think it's just important that we realize that these are healthcare professionals. And so it's important that we look at all those aspects, like you said, the exercise and the what we're eating as a diet. And so it would be nice if Next time you go to the endocrinologist and you say, well, you know, can I have a, will my insurance allow, find out if your insurance allows me to have like a little tune up with the, with the registered dietitian. Can I have an hour? Can I have two hours? When I was first diagnosed, my doctor signed off on letting me have three visits to the dietitian, which I only needed the one, but that was nice that if now, if I were newly diagnosed and I wasn't a dietitian. Then I could say, okay, I'm going to come come back in three months and talk to you about what I'm eating and bring all I my think, questions. You yeah, know. I think they always offered for me to see one. I'd have to like go to my appointment and then come back in a couple weeks, and I just never wanted to drive back. So I was just like, no, it's fine. I'll just see you <laughs> next time. And I, I think they – I did. I had this doctor through UCLA, and I'm pretty positive. Well, before your next visit, you call and you say, hey – I'd like to see a registered dietitian. Can I set it up for the same day I'm coming to see the doctor? Yeah. Wow. That is smart. Life hack. <laughs> <laughs> well, seriously. I mean, at the, when I saw the diabetic nurse and the dietitian in the same day, I mean, it just yeah. made it so much easier. Yeah. And I could go from one to the other because it was interesting because the diabetic nurse 
really had me on a on higher carbs for every meal. And then I went to the registered dietitian and he's like, ah, your, your weight, your age, your activity, no, we're going to put you on this. <laughs> he put me on less. Hmm. So it's just kind of interesting. But I also know as a registered dietitian now, I'm watching my weight because if I feel like I'm getting too low, then I'm going to have to talk to the doctor about, well, okay, what weight should I be? Because I want, I, I might need to up my carbs, which would increase my calories. So even if I talk to the doctor about that, do I want to talk to the registered dietitian? I don't know. Yeah. You know, because you shouldn't diagnose yourself. You know, I don't want to really diagnose myself. <laughs> well, we myself. all do. Yeah. I know we do. Life and diabetes. That's, but that's what I'm saying. We get into this comfortable place where we're confident and then we kind of get lax and then we're like oh okay you know i mean when people write down a food diary i'm serious write down a food diary (laughs) that's what i've been doing for the last month okay and you put down all the amounts how much you eat yeah so at the at first i didn't have a food scale and i was just like guessing and then i got a scale and i started weighing everything out so is everything the way you thought it was going to be yeah I yeah well I didn't know that I was under like I like I said I didn't realize how little I was eating because I in my I'm eating three meals a day mm-hmm. and they're filling I'm not hungry mm-hmm. like I'm eating enough food and then when I saw that I should be eating 500 more calories every day mm-hmm. it just is confusing to me but I guess yeah. it's not just the calories like the well, and yeah this whole macro thing is really flipping my world upside down yeah well, I guess I guess the question is like why do carbs, fat and protein matter in a diet? Like why do we need like, all three? M- like yeah, what I was eating too much fat or too little? I don't know. Craig thinks <laughs> I eat too much fat because he set my You were my eating thing. those crazy fat He bombs. set my thing. He set my my macro like goals on the app and it's saying now I eat too much fat, but my trainer at the gym wants me to eat more fat. She thinks that's what's going to get me to lose weight. Hmm, that's interesting. I um, think you weren't eating enough protein or carbs. She, she wasn't eat so eating enough protein. I eat yeah. so I eat so low carb. <laughs> yeah. Well, the carbohydrates are going to be lower in calories than the fats and the protein. Yeah. So you can get so, a lot more food. I'm so you can eat buck. more. With what? Yes, protein? you could eat. You know, like you can eat it. Well, I don't know what what kind of fats are you eating. Like avocados? Yeah. So recently for breakfast, I do like a piece of multi-grain toast with an egg. And then I do half an avocado with coffee. Yeah. But I'm not hungry. So then Craig was like, you should add yogurt to it. But like, I physically can't eat that much. Like, I don't know what's wrong with me. Like, I tried to add yogurt to that meal. And I was like, I can't eat any more food than what I just ate. Right. I think I need to be snacking more and that like adding protein bite eating in between meals well here's a question Aunt do- laura like <laughs> yes like why should people with type one eat carbs because the general well, like thought you, is like if oh if you don't eat carbs i don't insulin. think they're the enemy let me sorry no. let me just preface i'm not Go scared of, i don't think they're the enemy i just love i literally love vegetables and i love meat and tofu and things like that i don't yeah but carbs, not, like, are, carbs are in tofu Right, I'm saying, yeah, I don't. I eat minimum, yeah, I, yeah, I, I just don't eat like heavy carb meals. But it's not because I think that they're bad. I'm not. No, no, I'm not like. You're not attacking, ju- I'm not attacking my you. personal. Okay. I just want to know for people out there listening to this who are maybe thinking, oh, I should eat low carb, or eliminate all carbs. Like, don't carbs well, matter? Well, yeah, but carbs. Car- if you eliminate carbs, you're eliminating fruits, vegetables, and grains. You know, anything hmm. from a plant, you know, so you you really don't want, you need to have those things. You need to get your vitamins. You need to get your minerals. You need all of those things in your diet. So you have to get the fiber, especially, and you don't get fiber from protein. <laughs> fiber, you know, comes yeah. from all your carbohydrates. So it just depends. There's a lot of debate about how many carbs you should have. And the keto diet and all those diets have come and gone, and I've been okay a dietitian probably since nineteen eighty 
seven. <laughs> and these diets go in cycles and they'll keep repeating themselves and they'll come back in a different form. And what I usually tell people is the best diet is where you get a variety of foods in the right portion sizes and you make sure that you're eating foods that are not overly processed. So a balanced diet. Whole food. A balanced diet. Yeah. So a real food. So you need okay, so for example, for breakfast, I have most days whole wheat toast, a smear of peanut butter on that. A smear. A smear. <laughs> and like a maybe a tablespoon. And my yogurt. <laughs> yeah. And that's that's my breakfast. So But you wanna be eating fruits. Well, you need to, and Grains. I'll throw, and sometimes on the yogurt, I'll throw some fruit. Then in the mid morning, if I'm going to snack, it's probably going to be like a half a banana or an apple. Then I have my lunch, which is normally, mm, you could, if it's a whole sandwich, then that's usually all my carbs. Um, if it's for that meal, for that meal, because I'm, I'm 30 per meal. Um, but if I have a half a sandwich, then I eat something else like, um, you know, fruit or, I don't know, if I have pasta salad left or potato salad or something. And then at dinner, it's usually a meat, a salad every evening, and then some other carb. Like tonight it was corn on the cob. So... <laughs> You know, and then when I go to bed at night, (laughs) and if I have an afternoon snack, it's usually a kind bar, which is, you know, almonds, Mm. or it'll be another fruit. And then, or, and then in the. So you're getting a lot of carbs and you're getting. I'm not having a lot of carbs. I mean, I'm only giving 30 a meal and another. Let me see. I just don't feel like it's more than most people with type one, 30 a meal. I don't know. Some people eat like 30 a day. Craig, I think a lot of people. That's two exchanges. That's not a lot. Two exchanges. I think there's a a part of the type one world that is low carb or die. And then there's other people that. I think the low carb or die is very vocal. Yes. But then the other people are just eating. You are not low carb. No. No, I'm not about to talk shit. You eat really healthy and you're not low carb. Yeah, but you also have. It's not healthy doesn't mean low carb and low carb doesn't mean healthy. I just just like to avoid. You could could have low carb and be eating not so great food. <laughs> I mean, yeah. You know, if you choose potato chips to be your low carb, you know, option. Are those low carb? No. If, I mean, if that's all no. the carbs you eat. Oh, yeah. That's no, but that's my thing. Eat. I eat low carb, but I do, I have been adding more carbs. Like now I do toast in the morning instead of just veggies and eggs. And I even like, if I have a salad for lunch, I'll bring like half a cup of brown rice with half a cup of black beans just to add more carbs. wild. What for me? <laughs> yeah. I know, and that's like a lot of food, but I'm trying to incorporate. So what we're supposed to, what we're supposed to do is incorporate fat, protein, and carbs in every meal. Well, you correct? should have it in, during the day. I mean, you don't have to have it at every single meal, but you have to be careful because fats can creep up on you because especially- I think that's no my carbs. problem. I mean- I think that's why know, I like, can't lose weight. I like cheese, you know, so I can, that's an easy snack to have cheese. Yeah. There's no carbs. It's a Laura thing. All Laura's love cheese. I yes. love cheese. Yeah, well, see, this is where it can get to be tricky because avocados, so, yeah. trees, nuts, they're all, you know, have fat and ha- fat adds calories. So you have to be careful that you're not overindulging in the fat. When it's so easy because it's low carb and you right. don't have to get insulin and you can eat as much as you want. Right. That's, That's why people are that on the diet with the meat. Up. I'm trying to watch my mouth on this episode. Um <laughs> It's hard. <laughs> it's so that is what is frustrating, I guess, is the things that as a type one, you're conditioned to think you can eat the most of. Those are the things that are most dangerous to you. If you're going to overeat. If you're trying to lose weight. You don't want right? to overeat those things. Yeah. Right. And, and it's I, hard when you can eat as much as you want in, right. in your in your low carb head. I do hear a lot from type ones who say that they can't lose weight. And I think there's this. And they think it's insulin resistant. Yeah. And I know there's this thing out there that says, you know, insulin. Makes you fat. Yeah. Because it's a growth hormone. But I think with all of the type ones I've seen who are not fat, like we would all just be gigantic if that was the case. Like, so. Oh. I, I but it's, but if you're not counting your carbs, 
or your no, you're calories. eating the other stuff, right? It's I it's mean, just funny that we will count our carbs because we need to for insulin, yes. but we won't care about anything else. Like, right. why would you I eat a lot of cheese? <laughs> <laughs> like, not counting your calories and trying to lose weight is like trying to keep your blood sugars under control and not counting your carbs. Okay, for example, okay, salad dressing. Okay, oh. now I was looking at you know when I was first diagnosed i started scrutinizing salad dressing which i was picky anyway <laughs> but then i said st- you start looking at salad dressing okay so some of the lowest lowest carb salad dressing has huge amounts of calories like 170 calories in two tablespoons because it's all fat because they took well, they gotta out make it taste good right? yeah but they took out the sugar if it's if it's low fat there's usually more um sugars added if it's low sugar carb, there's usually more fat. <laughs> just if you just look at the label. So if you can, you know. So we found I found a dressing that's lower in the fat and lower in the carbs, but it's not. You have to really scrutinize everything that you eat and all the labels. You have to learn how to read labels. Labels are the most important thing. When you look at the calories per serving, then you look at how many carbs are in it. Hmm. Sorry. <laughs> No, no it, I mean, it makes say. sense. Like, like, like we're, we were saying before, like this food is such an important aspect of our lives Yes, and to not understand it or pay attention to it or count it mm-hmm. or even talk to someone who understands it. Like it makes no sense. And, and it's not just a type one thing, right? Like no. obviously everyone should be talking to a registered dietitian because- right. Why wouldn't you talk to someone about your health? Right. I mean, it, like I said, just learning how to read labels and they're making the labels, they're changing the labels, I think, to put more information on it. But, you know, you guys know when it says low sugar, doesn't necessarily mean it's low carb. Right. Yeah. So people see the label of low sugar and they think, oh, well, I can eat that because there's it's no all marketing. sugar. Right. But it's, you know. It's you the have, same with low fat. Right. They just so you, add more shit to it. Yes. More sugar. Yeah. They add the sugar. So you have to you have to read the labels and then you have to look at your total calories as well as um you know your what you're eating per se. Like I said, you could be a vegetarian and and a lot of people consider that very healthy and you can still be overweight because you're eating a lot of stuff. Yeah, you're just eating bread all day. Yeah, well, <laughs> you know. You know, so you're a keto vegetarian. Veto. I don't know if you eat, you know, two avocados a day. They're pretty high in fat. Yeah, <laughs> I just eat half an avocado. The calories. I know. I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying, you know, <laughs> the listeners. You know, it. You have to be conscious of your total diet, and not. And you're right. When you're a diabetic, you're looking at the carbohydrates are the main center of the diet. But it's almost more important for us as type ones because, you know, the things that are going on to our body to be more aware of, you know, we're getting all the vitamins we need. We're getting right. a balanced diet. We're getting these other things. And like, like we, I asked, I mentioned before how you eat the, your peanut butter and crackers with your apple juice. Right. It's because you don't want your blood sugar to just drop right, right away. Right. And right. so. Right. Eating a balanced meal that has fat and protein is going to help you, you know, help your blood sugars because you're not going to spike like if you just eat, you know, a bunch of carbs. Right. You, whenever you eat a carb with something fat, you guys know this, it it doesn't uh, process as quickly in your body with the insulin. It's like pizza. Yeah. The <sighs> fat inhibits you know, it, it, it's working at the same time in your intestinal system. And so you're just not going to see that. Whereas if you ate a piece of bread with, you know, just a piece of bread, you know, or just the dough, a breadstick, like a pizza breadstick, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot different than when you ate it with sausage. That's why top. people are so afraid of type ones are so afraid of bagels. But, right. you know, you right. put some peanut butter on that bagel and it's right. a whole different story. It, it, it can help you at least you might still get high numbers, but it's going to slow it down and process it a lot differently because you have that fat on it. 
No, the the at night, I, I don't have apple juice at night. I only have the apple juice if I'm going low. If I wake up in the middle of the night, I'll have a shot of it. But uh, <laughs> the diabetic nurse is actually the one who said to me, uh, if you want to feel like you need a evening snack, just have crackers with peanut butter. And the peanut butter slows down the crackers, and then that should help you through the night. And then when I went to the dietitian, I said, okay, what do you think about that snack? And I remember as a dietitian, I remember telling people they could have cereal as long as it wasn't sugared, you know, like a mm. heavier cereal with milk. Like but White's I think, Krispies? No. No. <laughs> Those aren't covered in sugars, are they? <laughs> no, like... Um, Something that has more fiber in it. Oh, like... Like people you see one? shredded <laughs> wheats, you know, yeah, fiber one. Grape but, nuts. But I what are the, what's the non version of frosted flakes and non oh cornflakes corn corn no those those are going to process really fast oh really yeah I think they would I don't drink a lot of milk so I that's not my thing I I think the crackers and the peanut butter really work well for me at least for now hmm. they do I think a kind bar would do the same rich thing dietitian 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 <laughs> so I always see a register an RD. <laughs> Because they can look at what works for us and you work with them just like you do with your endocrinologist. Right. I mean, it's important that um, women, you know, people get enough vitamin D. So if you don't have a lot of dairy, you got to make sure you get the vitamin D. Um, mm. It's important that you have, you know, a, a lot of things. The fiber is one of the important things that you need to have. And then the fat you need to look at as a diabetic, they tell us we need to think about our heart disease as well in the future. So we are at a greater risk for that. Right. And so I know our, our recommended sodium levels are lower than and normal And probably people. cholesterol. And if you eat Wait, a lot of what? Like our sodium foods, levels are lower? Like our recommended amount of sodium is intake. I did not know this. Yeah. Because we're at a greater risk for I did not know heart this. issues. Right. Nobody told me that. Fun fact. <laughs> I love salt. Because we are. Okay, see. And I love salt. <laughs> I love and cheese. You know, I love salt. I why aren't I, lo salt why aren't I losing weight? I, I don't want to tell you this. I think, it, well, cheese has a lot of sodium in it, too. So oh, no. you have to kind oh, of. No, you're just ruining my life, Aunt <laughs> I'm Laura. sorry. These words are I'm cutting sorry. right into I'm me. <laughs> That's why you have to read the label. <laughs> Yeah, so high sodium, you know, hypertension, high blood pressure, because we're at risk for everything. I do have high everything. cholesterol. Wow. See? I have a story. I have a little mini story. Okay. I was sure. at Children's Hospital waiting to see the doctor, and we were there early, so my mom let me Not go. Not like today, right? Like no. A while ago. <laughs> I was like, okay. no, I was little. And we had extra time, so I went to the cafeteria to get lunch, and my doctor comes in to tell me that I had high cholesterol, and I was eating fish and chips that I had just gotten from the cafeteria. Oh, my gosh. Um, and that's when I realized I needed to stop <laughs> eating fried, <laughs> fried foods. Yeah, it's hard. Yep. Yeah. It is very hard. But- Everything in moderation. <laughs> Everything right. in moderation. That's, yeah. You know today's it, today's takeaway. Yeah, I was just gonna say that today's takeaway. Everything in moderation. Yes, you just have to make sure that you're. Yeah, I don't even know. Just have to make sure that you're you're not centering on just one type of food all the time, or centering on just carbohydrates. You have to look at your total diet. So a little bit of carbs, a little bit of fat, a little bit of protein. protein. And then, and then if you're worried about sodium. A little, little bit of salt. And a tiny bit of salt. And cheese also, you know, sorry, cholesterol. Okay, I know, you I already mean, told it, me. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, it's just so good and you don't. I know and it is. And there's no carbs. Hey, I live in Wisconsin. <laughs> there's no way. I, we cannot have cheese in living in Wisconsin. Oh, my God. I actually didn't realize you lived there. That's yes. amazing. Okay. That's a fun fact for people because I haven't really said where I live. But, yes, I live in Wisconsin. Oh. So finding out all the info on out of brain. To one of the 50 states. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just think it's, it's good to always pay attention to what you're eating. It doesn't matter. It, carbs, protein, fat, just pay attention to what you're eating. That's what everybody should be doing. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> That's great. I don't know if we have any other questions. Wait, I have another one okay. more thing. 
I'm not going to name names. A speaker was speaking. This is true, I think, though. This is just about weight loss. He was saying, as long as you're in a calorie deficit, you will lose weight. He said you could eat a Twinkie every day or Twinkies every day. And as long as that's under your calorie count. Is that not true? Okay, I'll tell you this little thing. Okay, so you see all these diets. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I just sent you one about starvation, you know, star intermittent. (laughs) Intermittent starvation. (laughs) starvation. I would would consider it starvation. Intermittent (laughs) fasting. Um, the starvation diet, you know, diet, you know, they have all these different diets. Okay. And then what happens? You, you probably have friends or colleagues that, you know, who have been on different diets. Okay. And they're on the diet and they love the diet and they're on it for three months and then they lose the weight. And then what happens? They They go back to their own old eating habits because the diet is not sustainable. They can't do it. Now, that's not saying some people can do it. I mean, if you want to do the fasting and it works for you, that's okay. If you want to do, some people do six small meals Whole 30. a day, you do it. Yeah, whatever works for you. But in every case, you have to be you have to be burning calories in order to lose the fat. And if you keep taking in the ca- same amount of calories, you're not going to lose the fat because you're you're you know so really what happens with those people is they put you on this diet and you're dropping all your calories so maybe you used to eat 1600 calories a day and now you're only eating a thousand calories a day so that's 600 less calories every day and you start losing the weight but then when you go if you go back to your old eating habits and you start right well but my thing is i we, I did the, the, we put in my goals and everything, and it says I, I'm supposed to be eating 1640, mm-hmm, a day. 1640 calories to lose weight, like to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And I was just tracking. I didn't start eating any differently. I just started inputting what I was eating. Mm-hmm. And that's, and I was, I was only eating about a thousand calories a day. I guess I did lose three pounds, but in like, a, <laughs> <laughs> well, we just debunked no. that. <laughs> Thanks for no, listening, but everyone. That, but that was in like uh, that was in like four weeks of the boot camp, or maybe like two. Weeks yeah, but you also increased your activity, activity. right? Mm. Yeah, yeah, by a ton. But there's also all those hidden. But that's what I'm confused about is that I just put in. I didn't start going on a diet, and then I started eating less calories. Like I'm supposed to be eating 1640, and I've only been I eat a thousand a day. But all healthy, like in my, like all whole, you know what I mean? Like yeah. all healthy whole foods. But also I feel like once you start tracking it is when you start realizing like you, you're like, oh, I'm not going to eat that. Right? No, like I even put in, no. subconsciously. No, no, no. I put in, I literally, I put in everything that I'm eating. I just eat well. That's like because one of my Because people will go out on a weekend points. and they will you know eat what, maybe, way too much. Okay. Maybe I don't exactly track my weekend. And, and alcohol yeah. contributes a lot okay, of calories. Okay, Aunt Laura. Okay, Aunt Laura. <laughs> we're, not for, we're not here <laughs> for saying, a lecture. No, but also I'm like low. No, you're right. No, no, no. I know. You're a right. lot Laura of people, asked me this once. Like, yeah. You know, a lot no, of people right. don't realize that those things. We're drinking wine right now. Yeah, we're not we'll sponsored by <laughs> Any low carb? No, you're right. Another alcohol. thing is my lows. I I go low a lot, and, you and then I eat, and then you're right. I guess I don't always track my low. Yeah, and those will add up. Yeah, I remember when I was uh, going low a lot last year. Like yeah, I would even log def- those, and like yeah. you know, you go low three times in a day. That's and I do. I go low. Calories. I go low pretty often, depending on what you eat. If you're just eating glucose tabs, I know. You're a I guess. Better. I, yeah, I guess I knew this, and I just need other people to <laughs> see. Tell that's me. why. But like once you're paying attention to it, it's easier to yeah. like yes. to recognize that. Just like with well, because that's why. Well, Chris Rudin says, who I love, he does all of the stuff, fitness training. He always says to make sure that you leave enough room in your macros or calories for your lows and then you either go under your calories or you you know what i mean like make sure you leave a certain amount every day in case you go low so that you're not going over because of your low blood sugar that's extreme to me well otherwise you're going over (laughs) i guess it depends on how often you go low if you like know you're gonna go low every day then you have then you need to go back to your endo yeah and then you start the cycle all over again (laughs) it's just never ending (laughs) <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah you know and and, you, and when you two talked about 
you were talking about um, you know, when you go high and you go low, and then you don't re- even remember what your numbers were the night before. Right. Okay. It's a new. Yeah. So, I, yeah. I see. To me, that's, and I kind of stopped tracking as much on my paper. Craig made fun of it, but I had a log where I kept yeah. track of it. No, I don't know why Craig would make fun I of that. Make Craig of makes logs for <laughs> everything. Well, I ju- and then I got lazy and I uh, let the Dexcom do it, but then uh, for like a week. And then I thought, okay, this isn't helping me because I am not being able to see what I'm eating. Like I was like, okay, why did I just go a little higher at this meal? Did I did this happen the last time I ate this? Well, if I don't track it, then right. I, I can't find it. So I think periodically, also doing that, like instead of just worrying, looking at the Dexcom, you like. Put down your week of what you're eating at your lows and then track what you're eating for that. Like you did yeah. your food diary and then you'll find, you know, you'll be, it'll be better for you to yeah. manage. When I just started running again before I was going to the gym, I, of course, Craig told me. So I did. to try. I would just track exactly what I ate before each run to see what right. was going to be like that, you know, sweet spot of how much I should be eating so right. I don't drop or go. Right. Did that help? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know the more you work out the more you know you're going to develop muscles and muscles weigh more than fat yeah and I just so, messed up too on the app because I had it set up to my watch it was only tracking my steps and not my heart rate so it was I was supposed to be eating like an, even another 500 calories more than I thought because so I was burning out. so much every morning but it wasn't tracking it on my app because it wasn't like communicating with my watch. So then I was eating like a thousand calories less than I was supposed to be eating with the amount I've been working out every day. That's not good. We're figuring it out. I know. We're figuring it out. Day by day. It's good to figure it out. One day at a time. And it's good to pay attention. (laughs) You're helping. Well, I hope so. But again, I, I just think people, all people need to have some kind of education on nutrition because when you first get diagnosed as a diabetic, Many patients that I counseled, it was like this huge, huge learning curve. And sometimes it was just too much, you know. Yeah. It was just too much for them. Or they just don't comprehend it. You know, I've heard stories of people who have, you know, given, you know, they're taking care of their spouse who's diabetic and they give them hardly any food at all, not understanding how the insulin works or how the carbs work. So I just think it's important that if you can get to see a dietitian, just my recommendation here, <laughs> then everybody should go at least every two to three years and see what's going on and make yeah, sure that that's not out. asking a lot. No. Yeah. It's crazy. Okay. Well, I think that's everything we wanted to talk about. Is it correct? You have no other questions, Craig? No. I mean, not. We'll probably call you in a few minutes when we're off the microphone. <laughs> Once we start but, eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah as soon as Craig makes plate? dinner. What are you eating for Wait, dinner? I do Craig? need to get your what phone number. <laughs> salmon and salad. We Don't do you every Wednesday. Salmon? Every yeah, week? Yeah. I, well, every Wednesday when I come, Craig makes sous vide salmon with a kale salad with like raisins and pine nuts and lemon juice. It's very, very low carb. There's no. Oh, the carbs are in the raisins? raisins. You just figured that out. No, I knew, but not a lot. Are, not a lot. are you it's on like a just a giant floor? piece of? No. Okay. So you do the pens, or what do you do? Yeah, yeah, okay. I do pens. Okay. I was on. Yeah, I, I go back and forth, but I haven't been on them. Okay. For a while now. Well, when I was reading that article about the woman who wrote the star the fasting, I keep saying starvation, starvation. <laughs> fasting diet. Um, is a diabetic, but she didn't say what she does, and people were speculating that she must be on a pump. Because she didn't seem to be. Oh, she could like. She didn't talk about issues with her blood sugars, and I, you know, and I was trying to figure out. You can still have issues with your blood sugars with your pump, though. No, that she could do this diet because her body, you know, the pump would regulate her insulin, and she it was easier for her. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Possibly. I don't know. I mean, it's interesting to read on the internet. Some people like the pump. Some people like to do. Yeah, I did the pump for fourteen years. Yeah. Uh, time like for a break. Time for a break. Well, Craig's doing the whole new wave, so. I know. He tried to get yeah. me on the pump, and guess who's doing what I do now? Well, now I'm on the 
inhaled insulin. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't Next level. Yeah. You know, so, I mean, again, just like that, everybody has to be, has, is to do what they feel the exactly. most comfortable doing. Exactly. And so, you know, you just go ahead and look at what you, what your lifestyle is. And it's the same thing with your diet. Like I said, if somebody wants six meals, little meals a day, and that's the way it works, or if they want to have only two meals a day, if they want to only eat between so many hours, but, but you still need to have a variety of food. No matter well, what. Well, thank you for talking to us. Sure. Yeah, I don't know so how good how this is going to turn out, but well, okay. there's only one way to find out, and that's <laughs> yeah. by publishing it and hearing what other people have and to reading say. the comments. <laughs> yeah. yeah. See, you can see the comments. I don't know what people are saying, so I, I asked to not see the comments. Yeah. You can I, just I let can me know if some dietitian writes you and tells you that you know that's all nuts. Yeah, I will let you know. What if your What if they were like your aunt has no idea what she's talking about? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Out of Range is a production of Beta Sounds produced by me and Laura. Craig does all of our recording and editing. And a special thanks this week for Aunt Laura. Thank you, Aunt, Thank you, Aunt Laura. Laura. For uh, crossing over from Thicker Than Water. And if you want to hear more of Aunt Laura's story, just listen to the Thicker Than Water episodes in your Beta Cell feed. And you can subscribe to Beta Cell to listen to those wherever you listen to podcasts to get Out of Range downloaded automatically onto your phone every week. Love what we do? Support us on Patreon and we'll send you some swag. Visit patreon.com forward slash beta self for more info. I'm Craig. And I'm Laura. <laughs> and Laura, you can introduce yourself too. And I am Aunt Laura. <laughs> and this is Out, Out of Range. range.